With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I did it in one oh, try this time. Recorded live. I can't tell if there's anyone else on there. I'm opening the thing right now. I know. I'm just saying. Okay. So if you're out there. And it's 2.22. Time for the show. Should I move on the other side? Oh, I was just thinking that we need to still like close for the door down. I'm just wondering if that's showing up on YouTube, the reflection of me. Okay. Okay, and getting uh, everything ready, the live feed is running right now, and um, the talk show is open, I'm opening up your command center right now, so you can uh, see who's calling in. And this is going to be archived for, I'm going to go full screen here in a second also, uh, archived for your reference later. All right. Okay, we've got one person joined us already. I can see in the command center. Okay, getting ready now to launch our first simulcast web episode. And you need to um, 
go ahead and go to youtube.com slash Mithuasimhotep to watch the live stream video feed. I'm here with our co-hosts um, who are going to be partially students and partially helping out. So we're here with Ava Cowan and Megan Martinez. Good afternoon. Good morning, everyone. Hello, everyone. And um, I'm going to make sure that I mute my other phone so the recording doesn't get interrupted. Um, one moment. All righty. Um, just a second, okay. So while some of this information is up on the web, there's some new information, as always, Weaving in latest material. Okay, got the broadcast coming back uh, live on the YouTube. Okay, that's streaming. Now I know that there's a little flicker on this, but I can't. I can't really help that. Uh, so here we go, beginning now. What we will do is uh, put up uh, another version of this. Um, I'll take the sound track and put it into a, um, a normal video version so that that will be archived on YouTube as well. So here we go. The Mystery School is now in session. We're going to open your mind further and free your soul with this information, activating uh, your pineal and all your energy systems this information is um, the latest information from our um, series called The Seventh Seal Hidden Wisdom Unveiled and uh, The Divine Codes and the Lost Key. Uh, we basically have been definitely seeing the signs of the times relevant to the sixth seal that was acted, activated rather this past Uh, refresh your YouTube because it's broadcasting again uh, right now. Yeah, it's live. Uh, just refresh your YouTube. Just bear with us real quick. Okay, I just turned it on again. Uh, we'll start this back here, a few frames. It's live. It should be coming into the feed. The live stream feed is, is active on my end, so...
Just checking it out here, testing it. I don't um, think we're going to get sent an updated link if you guys just stand by a second. All right, if you just refresh at YouTube, you should have a uh, new stream that's on right now. And uh, again, this is going to be archived, so we will be able to play it back. Um, I just tested this earlier. Uh, there's a place uh, that the live stream is being connected to. Once it says live stream on my phone, it's definitely there. So okay. I'm not sure what you're experiencing on your phone. Um, anybody on the call uh, seeing the live stream that's listening right now? Yeah, this is Dominic. I can see it. Okay, okay. great. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. All right, moving forward. Okay, fantastic. The golden age alignment. Okay. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of hard to be on the phone and talk and listen to the stream at the same time. I'm going to bounce between, because I want to watch the video. Uh, Oh, so, well, if you're yeah, watching it's up, it's your running. phone, that's certainly going to be a challenge. Okay, we will, uh... I know, I'll try to do both at once. Okay, cool. Keep going. We're just going to let you go. Matt. Okay, fine. Just uh, watch it on your phone, and uh, we'll we'll just, uh, if somebody has a begging question, you know, we'll pause and, and we'll take your question. So, here we go. Uh... Certainly the sign of the times with the four blood moons that we had beginning uh, two Easter's ago uh, when it was Easter all around the world at the same time. It was the opening of the sixth seal when the divine consciousness really started to awaken, uh, prophesied obviously by a variety of places in the, in the Bible. And so uh, we're now entering and have since 1122 of last year we entered into the activation of the seventh seal. What was interesting about the Grand Cross that happened two Easter's ago is it was emphasizing uh, these key locations that you learn about in the material relevant to the Golden Gate and the Silver Gate, which has uh, been recorded in ancient Egypt as a uh, grand Golden Age activation. And so... All of this alignment towards the Golden Gate has uh, been clearly felt by many people as we have the activations and the deepening and the uh, alignments occurring. And so this year, the seventh seal is going to be uh, unfolding more and more all the way up until November 22nd. So we're doing this series and episodes to awaken more awareness about what's going on and the nature of it is very profound and, and uh, exciting. So what we have is a understanding that codes have been placed in the English language, and you need numerology to decipher those codes. And so we're going to teach you a little bit about the foundation, the foundational understanding anyway of numerology, because the whole story is told and it's been encoded into the English language about our, our ancient future, our mystical past. And so 
um, it's interesting even that Sir Francis Bacon as uh, Saint Germain basically created ciphers and keys and codes which he put into the English language. And so, again, in order to discover these keys and unlock the hidden wisdom, you have to know how to do numerology. And there's a couple ways to do that. And then when you have that knowledge, you can access the, the wisdom that's inherent in uh, all of the systems. There's quite a bit of uh, hidden wisdom throughout the variety of systems. And by that, I mean through numerology, tarot, astrology, and um, so, yeah, being able to uh, see the synchronicity in your life by the numbers, it's interesting because two, back in 2000, uh, Agent Scully would wake up and see the clock, and then it would turn to 1122, and I'd already had a decade of seeing 1122, so I thought it was like some profound synchronistic mystery that they knew what was going on, but many people have been seeing 11, 11, 22, 222, et cetera, on the clock. And this is when you become more in tune with the universe, you become more activated. And actually, in the ancient Gnostic scriptures, um, there was a lot of hidden information that was spoken of and hinted towards that has been uncovered through working the numerology. And once you understand that information, uh, you'll be astounded and you'll you'll be able to reign over your dominion. And so access to the Golden Gate and the Divine Portal uh, is becoming more and more accessible. And so even, even in the ancient uh, Emerald Tablets, Stoke talks about a magic science where number seven is prevalent. And what we'll find through this material is that Seven actually has many hidden layers to it, as many of the numbers do. Um, it's, a, it's pretty profound to see in Pista Sophia that they're talking about the numeral, numerological value of 7 times 7, or 49. And, uh, of course, the emphasis on the seven vowels. And mm-hmm. all that doesn't become too surprising when it's realized that the ancient mystery school had a seventh seal symbol, much like this, which was encoded with <clears throat> numbers, of course. So all sacred geometry symbols are are encoded with numbers that correlate to the points in the axes. And so all of creation is made up of seven sounds, seven colors, and seven frequencies. So this... <clears throat> symbol itself that I channeled in 1996 has encoded within it the number 22, which is also prominent throughout this material, as we'll come to see as we proceed. Of course, you can go back and pause this and read in more detail. Uh, To keep this down to about 30 minutes, um, we're just kind of going across the surface. But once you really fully understand this information, We'll have a little test and certify you to be able to be a practitioner of this information. Um, And wouldn't it be nice to have a deeper understanding of all these ancient symbols that have been across the planet for so long, much like the flower of life, which is seen in many um, traditions around the the planet. Uh, 
as we see in this example here. So the keys of the golden age are understanding the hidden wisdom, the symbols, the numbers, uh, the secret names, even even the names that are coded in the uh, English language that that we'll come to discover are uh, correlated to the zodiac. And so um, having this this insight will again create greater awareness for the activations that are happening and uh, be able to see um, in the world around you whether on license plates or um, phone numbers or however the clock, the synchronicities show up in a variety of ways. <clears throat> so you, you'll see sequences <clears throat> in this material that will start to show up in your um, in your reality, your divine matrix. So here on the screen is a uh, ancient um, thing that we'll decode that actually has a uh, deeper understanding of how all this stuff activates your mind and uh, the sequences that are very profound. So getting right into it, the master key for doing numerology um, is pretty simple. Uh, you just want to grab a sheet of paper to expand on this and do some uh, <clears throat> uh, tests for yourself. And, uh, you know, you can write this or, or relate to this, but in a couple slides we're going to have <clears throat> a deeper understanding and have you do an exercise that expands this simple table into a double-digit um, number code key for accessing everything. So I just paused this a minute to make sure that I could uh, explain this. So it's pretty simple that uh, the letter A is a 1 and the letter 9 is an I, and then it just repeats itself on the next line. J is 1 and over here R is 9. So now we only have 26 letters in our alphabet. We don't have one in the last square. There are other languages and alphabets on the planet that have 27, but we're going to find out something interesting about ours as we proceed. So basically, the vowels go on top and the consonants go on the bottom, and then you would add those up uh, on the top and then add them up along the bottom. And um, the values that are reached tell a story. And in understanding the um, the property of the number, it's very useful to understand that <clears throat> every number carries a frequency uh, positive or negative as well. And so since everything unfolded from the, the great mother, we start with the female uh, value with the number one. And we're going to proceed here and learn what each one of these numbers represents. <clears throat> and... Um, What we also come to find out is that the Merkaba itself has uh, all the numbers except 369. And anyway, the unfolding of uh, the numbers are interesting. They tell a story <clears throat> from uh, source, mother, being birth to all the way to the bottom at nine, returning to wholeness. And in essence, uh, it's an alternating, an alternating male 
female frequency <clears throat> until it reaches nine, and at nine it's the unity, it's the whole uh, integration of the male and the female. And so what we'll also find out, we're going to have you do some of these here, pick some of these and, and do numerology on them. But I wanted to make one more reference to um, the fact that the last two numbers <clears throat> before nine are seven and eight. And those are the most mystical and the most uh, transcendental of the numbers <clears throat> because they embody the primary principles that need to be integrated before you become uh, complete in the number nine. And we'll hone in on that in this um, broadcast about the significance of seven and eight. Okay, uh, that went back further than I wanted it to. So the next slide coming up in seconds is where you're going to pick a couple of these numbers. Um, we're going to give you a few minutes to do numerology if you already know how to do that or if you need to look at your chart <clears throat> so that you have the key to unlocking the values of these numbers. And then we'll give you the answers in just a minute if you want to um, participate. Now's the time. And in just a minute, we'll <clears throat> reveal what these add up to. And then what I want you to gaze upon is <clears throat> that many of these profound words have the same number. Look at that. Seven tells a story. Birth, mother, serpent, dragon. These are all the feminine goddess principle values. And uh, we'll get into what the rest of them are in later slides or episodes. Now, to have a deeper understanding of the ability to see beyond the first layer, the reason we call this metanumerology is because um, if you can see a bigger number before the final number is derived, because in numerology you're always trying to break the number down to its final number. If you're looking at 18, it's 1 plus 8 is 9. And so but at the same time, there could be a value behind that that we miss. Like, uh, let's say if it added up to 333 three, three before it was a 9, you would want to know that. So the way that you discover that, which is not that well-known or taught, is you work with the double-digit version of the letter. And so you can write down on your piece of paper, under your other table, you can finish uh, the formula by just picking up with the number count. So S would be 19, T is 20, and finish out the grid. And when, when we do that, and then we take those numbers and we look at the values, you see we have much bigger numbers, and we're going to end up with a much larger result. 
And so the phrase Christ consciousness, when you do it in this method, we're going to end up with the value, which is shown on the next slide, that's going to become uh, quite interesting. Again, you know, vowels on top, consonants on the bottom. And the value of that phrase is 252, which is a mirror reflection or an inside out of 522 and 225, which is actually the location of the Silver Gate, May 22nd, that the Sphinx is gazing at. And so uh, you, the story, again, has a correlation with the um, with the numbers that you would miss if you didn't have a, a widened back lens to see everything properly. And again, uh, all about 1122 in so many ways, the Golden Gate, um, so many of the key number phrases in the story reference 1122. Uh, the core truth to all this is that numbers make up all of uh, existence and all frequencies and sacred geometry and all of it have a number, pattern, sequence, or uh, value behind it. And so, again, if we didn't have the lens of the metanumerology, you would miss the ability to know that behind 13 is also 22. And it's not just because of how you add it up. It's also because um, anytime you have a four, which... You, can, you don't break down a master number, but anytime you have an 11, you would also have a 2. So behind the 2 is an 11. And behind the number is also typically a variety, uh, at least three other ways that that single number may be derived. But inherent in the number is the frequency. And so because we recognize that male adds up to 13 and inside of 13, is the frequency of 22, we then can see uh, a thing that's been veiled from us, which is that the word for female actually carries the, the code for activating your higher consciousness. Essentially, the divine feminine uh, and the balance of the male-female is the key ingredient, and that has been suppressed Throughout history, it has been kept from us. It has been the separation has been uh, inflicted by what I call churchianity. <clears throat> so, going deeper now, uh, these have been going a little fast. So I'm just going to pause them. To <laughs> Uh, so we can hone in on the values of some numbers here. Melchizedek Master, which is what you become after you complete this, these courses, you become activated into the mystery school of the ancient order of the Melchizedek. And we're also going to be doing um, a variety of things in sacred spirit society that accentuate that you're becoming a master teacher and master healer through all of these awakenings. Uh, so isn't it interesting that the mind and the heart, which are clearly representative of the feelings and the emotions as an 11, and mind is 22. By the way, the word emotions also adds up to 11. Um, so proceeding on, 
we get a bigger picture, it's becoming more and more profound and uh, isn't it interesting in the Bible, I and the Father are one as a key phrase adds up to 11.22.33. And there's a lot of key phrases in the Gnostic scripture that are very revealing that talks about uh, a secret path, the middle way, and the ciphers and the seals for reaching uh, that region or that level of consciousness, which, again, is very highlighted throughout this material. Um, and so, again, isn't it interesting, the, the legend of the cipher and the seals add up to 1122. And then throughout... Uh, the next couple of screens, we're going to have a few other words if you want to do them. Uh, what you're going to find most astonishing is they all carry the same code, the same, the same frequency, and uh, a deeper understanding will be revealed. So the answer to code is what's inherent in code is going to be the same as what you see here. We'll reveal that answer if you're not doing it in a moment. If you're doing the work, you're going to find that the value from the last two words are the same value as these two words. And again, on the next screen, we'll have two more words in the value that you derive from the top word and the bottom word are exactly the same, which creates a theme A formula. And that formula is pretty profound when you come to understand that also the value of those two numbers are inherent in the mosaic tile pattern that makes up the fabric of the universe. And when you have that understanding of those base numbers, then you have the ability to crack the metamechanics the quantum mechanics behind the divine matrix. And so the answer was 7, 11. But isn't it interesting, the word 7 adds up to 11. And also, it's quite profound to discover that if you do numerology on the odd numbers in the number sequence of 1 through 9, it adds up to 7. And when you do it on the even, it adds up to 11. Now you take those two basic words, which are very uh, indicative of the blending of the male and the female, the positive and the negative. Those two words themselves add up to 15.6. Um, we're going to have quite a bit of emphasis on 15.6. It's going to tell a great story as we proceed in this episode. So you'll have a better understanding of the lattice work that tells our heritage. Now, by the way, when you do a numerology, you can also, this is going to refresh, we're going to uh, give you a key that you can actually leave behind number nines. You can eliminate them from your from your math. And it doesn't change the, the end value. So it's a very unique way to add up the numbers rapidly. And also the other thing is, after you work with this a couple times, you'll come to understand that um, G 
is 7, and so there's only 26 to memorize, and, and uh, you'll become pretty good at that. So isn't it also profound to realize that all of the key words in the Bible that tell the story of ascension are, yep, you guessed it, <laughs> number 22. Again, the information between uh, the gate that tells the story are told by the key numbers as these examples demonstrate. The lost gate adds up to 11. The path home adds up to 11. And so the great pyramids are also uh, situated in a way that tell a deeper story. Um, so for, it's sort of like knock and the door shall be open. And uh, you'll be able to walk through when you have this understanding that even in the basic numerological values of some of the key uh, elements in the zodiac of the cardinal, um, I mean, I'm sorry, of the six directions <clears throat> that the the characters that sit in those signs on those houses, the word for the character matches the house. So the character, the sign for the character matches the location, which is really astonishing. So clearly that didn't happen by accident. That was man-made. And as we will come to understand more and more that the English language has been laced with the ancient story and the lost wisdom. It's all completely reinforced over and over. So the key to everything is in understanding that the words create the reality that we experience. The spoken word is energy. As the projection of thoughts, these energies are arranged into various patterns. These patterns are all vibrations of frequency, which galvanize and solidify events in the very reality we see. Pythagoras learned about these secrets in the mystery schools in Egypt. He spent 22 years there, and when he returned, he started his own mystery school, and uh, he was coined the father of numerology. So in the deeper episodes, you learn about the 3-4-5 triangle, and uh, Pythagoras also taught about frequency, sound, and healing with these modalities. And we wouldn't have much information about his mystery school uh, in present time if we didn't have people like Aristotle remarking on uh, what, what they believed. And he's kind of chiding them in their belief, but with everything that uh, is revealed here and in some of the writing, you will clearly see that uh, the reference to numbers being uh, the whole of everything is very much the reality. We'll read this real quick to you. Um, Megan, can you read this for us? Yeah. No, his thoughts are on what? Pythagoras, 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 Pythagoras. <laughs> sorry, taught. 
Well, they Pythagorean mystery school too manifestly regard number as principle, both in the sense that this that it is the material of things, and in the sense that it constitutes their properties and states. The elements of the number are, they think, the even and odd. The former being unlimited, and the latter limited. Unity is composed of both factors, for they say it is both even and odd. Number is derived from unity, and numbers constitute the world, the whole heaven. So that's profound. Again, it describes what we're talking about. And the next slide is going to, I think it's the next one, but we see Aristotle wrote some other things that really augment um, this understanding. No, not yet. Um, so here, Ava, you want to read this one to us? Sure thing. At the same time, and even earlier, the so-called Pythagoreans attached themselves to the mathematics and were the first to advance that science by their education, in which they were led to suppose that the principles of mathematics are the principles of all things. So as numbers are logically first among principles, and as they fancy, they can perceive in numbers many analogs of what is and what comes into being, much more readily than fire and earth and water. Such and such a property of number being justice, and such, as, such and such another soul or mind, and so on with all the individual cases. And since they further observed that the properties and determining ratios of harmony depended on numbers, since, in fact, everything else manifestly appears to be modeled, modeled in its entire character on numbers and numbers to be the ultimate things in the whole universe, they became convinced that the elements of numbers are the elements of everything, and that the whole heaven is harmony and number. So, hey, thank you, Aristotle. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's super powerful. And we wouldn't know that if you didn't, uh, you know, make fun of the mystery school. All right, proceeding further, I, I pause that. It'll, uh, I'll just go ahead and say something here while it's <laughs> advancing. So, This has also been taught in the Pythagorean Mystery School that uh, all these opposites are the basic black and white formula of the, the polarity between negative and positive. And really, energy, the negative and the positive hold all existence to, together. And so uh, the ancient story of balancing the male and the female becomes very uh, evident of, I'm going to pause this a second, of the way to ascend. And again, that uh, the building blocks of creation uh, are inherent in even the things that uh, people are learning more about relevant to the flower of life and uh, the tree of life and all these things, there are dimensions behind them <clears throat> when you come to understand the numbers that are correlated. So that's why it's so important to have a foundational understanding of the numerology. <clears throat> and then we can even make sense of that uh, saying that was in the Gnostic scriptures about <clears throat> 49. 
the word divinity adds up to 49. 49 uh, is also a 13, 4 plus 9, and 13 is perfection. The value of 13 is perfection. And, of course, we knew that 13 has 22 <coughs> inherent in it. And... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Twenty-two is really a significant number too, because it actually has the <clears throat> inherent value of the mastermind, the grand architect, the very um, divine intelligence side of the coin. Now, Gematria is um, the Jewish mystics' tool <clears throat> for doing numerology. So numerology in and of itself is very ancient. And uh, <clears throat> understanding the number values of a word uh, was very important to the Jewish mystics. And it actually had a direct correlation to uh, the Greek um, language and the words that were defined in the story, as we'll see. Uh, the word gematria comes from the Greek word geometria, having the dual meaning earth measure and geometry. The power and mystery of gematria, rather, is only unleashed when it is used in conjunction with, geom with geometry, graphs, diagrams, like this, um, and others. Uh, also, the value of the numbers that uh, um, derive the principal understanding of such simple things as square circles, um, triangles, etc. So, proceeding on, there's even a deeper <clears throat> uh, understanding that was done in ancient times of decoding a picture and learning the hidden story. And this, this ancient word and, and, and technology, in essence, derives its meaning from pebble, or like the, the ancient calculator arranging pebbles to count numbers. Uh, it's really interesting when you look at the word Zeus, it adds up to 612. <clears throat> and as we proceed, you'll see 612 or 126 uh, as an astonishing number sequence in all of this. So uh, history, again, tells us that Plato used Isosophia. And uh, Plato being one of the earliest Greek philosophers who used mathematical allegories, uh, actually in two of his most important works, The Republic and Timaeus. Uh, to date, no ancient documents have been discovered that explain the secret meaning of Plato's work. Other literary works based on the art of Gematria and Isosophia, along with sacred geometry, must have existed, but no examples were thought to have survived to modern times. Plato must have taught this sacred art in his academy circa 285 B.C., 
Well, it survives today because um, we are decoding it right now for you and understanding uh, the metanumerology are the keys to unraveling this riddle. Um, it is interesting to note that Plato was considered an essential figure in the development of philosophy, especially the Western tradition, and he founded the Academy in Athens, the first institution of higher learning in the Western world, along with Socrates and his most famous student, Aristotle. Plato laid the foundations of Western philosophy and science but he missed some pretty simple understandings. Everything okay back there? Yeah. I, uh, is everyone able to still see the video stream? Uh, the stream went down. The stream went down. That's what we're trying to Well, thanks for noticing. Pause for a moment. That's what we were doing. Uh, yeah, really, thank you. I appreciate it. I've got to have... Uh, ability to see. Not really sure why that happened. Um, I hope you don't have to keep touching the phone to keep it <laughs> active. Um, there was a permit here. Okay, setting that live feed back up. It's live. I guess you probably need to refresh in order to uh, get the new feed. Pardon me. Um, picking up where we left off. Uh, would you kindly confirm those, those that are watching that you can see it? Let me check. Let me refresh again. Thank you. Yeah, refreshing should uh, pick up the back. Yeah, it's back. Great. Thank you. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, as smart as Plato was, or I mean rather Aristotle, uh, he missed some of the keys for going deeper. So thank God. Uh, there's been enough um, information strewn about that uh, we can be encouraged to pick up the pieces. So the pieces of the story that tell the whole picture are what are ultimately revealed in the seventh seal. There's going to be seven uh, primary episodes that uh, outline all of the deep understandings around the hidden wisdom. So another example on the screen uh, that I decoded from uh, some information in the Gnostic scriptures that was pertaining to uh, an initiation activation that was being done to the disciples uh, by Jesus and uh, they actually talked about the person that got anointed and activated received a seal. And they described the seal as circles and triangles, and uh, uh, they described the names 
and uh, we look at that in a, in a deeper way in another episode. But so this is an example of Isosophia right here, <clears throat> and then there'll be correlating numbers behind this. So continuing on. <clears throat> Megan, can you read that first? Yeah. The reason of how and why Isosophia and Demetria and sacred geometry were adopted, rediscovered, and expanded in ancient Greece is easy to understand, and as soon as one sees how the ancient Greeks incorporated numbers into their alphabet, the art of Demetria combined the literary skills of writing biographies, histories, plays, parables, riddles, and fiction with cutting-edge mathematics, geometry, and drafting. Using Demetria, incredible stories could be crafted into ge geometry puzzles that could be proved true much like a geometry proof. Provided that Demetria's value of certain key names, words, dialogue, and verses were carefully crafted to match and describe the dimensions of its underlying diagram. Okay, so that's pretty profound. You know, again, uh, everything we're doing is giving you the tools to map out uh, an ancient story that has been hidden in plain sight, not only in the English language, but in the way and the manner that uh, the Gnostic scriptures, for example, described without drawing a picture the things in the picture. So it becomes very fascinating to peel back the layers uh, more and more around what was hidden. It's also quite profound that when I drew the cover of my third book, uh, I did not intend it to be laden with value, number, and storytelling. I was just doing a piece of art but when you read my book and here you'll find that the <laughs> values inside uh, are most astonishing because it carried the story of the triple-digit sequence numbers without me even realizing it. So I kind of like auto-drew, auto-co-created with my higher self. Um, I used to channel my higher self quite a bit, but now I'm more online and integrated and activated in my divine consciousness. So even a decade ago, because um, these initiations and activations have been happening to me for about three decades, uh, the integration enabled me to have access to this wisdom that uh, has allowed me to put together this information. Now, this information has been, you know, done for about a decade, but I couldn't release it until Spirit gave me the go-ahead on the sixth seal, which was two Easter's ago. So the opening of the seventh seal now is this body of material and this deeper understanding that we're being uh, able to access now. So looking here at the uh, the Greek alphabet, it's um, something that was invented almost 1,000 years before the birth of Christ. And in that time, every one of the 24 letters in the Greek al alphabet was represented a number as well as a sound. And the 88 Eight structure, three rows of eight on the table below holds the letters of the Greek alphabet um, 
has a direct correlation to the name Jesus, even a thousand years before his birth. Now, uh, as we get into deeper volumes of this material, we'll understand that the Christ model is something that has been around for a very long time, and there have been many that have come as avatars with the same message and even the identical story. But going deeper now, since every name and word in the Greek language had a corresponding numerical value, words could be expressed as numbers and numbers could be expressed as words. This made the Greek alphabet a public cipher and immediately encouraged two numerical superstitions called Gematreia or Gematreia and Isosophia. So people were like writing on the wall. They were actually putting coded message about how they hated the emperor. You know, it's pretty pretty funny when you look deeply at uh, the history and what has been recorded around um, how this has played out. So, and anyway, a similar uh, system also existed in ancient Egypt where they were writing <clears throat> uh, recipes encoded on the wall or spells encoded on the wall um, for uh, generations to come to decode. Okay, so um, can't see the whole thing. Their numbers actually had double digits inherent in them for a metanumerological value already superimposed in the table. Um, Okay, so... The Jewish mystics have a similar understanding which are emphasized in ancient texts called the Zohar. And uh, I've read through a bunch of these volumes. Again, I read through many, many ancient texts looking for the clues that would assemble a a clearer understanding of all of this. And the thing that stood out to me there is it plainly states that the Bible is the garment or outer skin and that the words are not as important as what is hidden underneath the surface. In fact, they went on to say if we wanted to tell uh, a story, we could have done a better job. And so it was really about what was hidden between uh, the lines. The teachings reveal that there are secret codes hidden throughout all of creation which unveil the truth about us or the potential and our reality. Um, Actually, it comes to mind to mention about St. Germain, uh, Sir Francis Bacon, was uh, the Lord Chancellor of King James, and he was commissioned to write the King James Version Bible. And so he and his pen pals, the Shakespeare team, uh, that finalized and created English language out of Tudor English, basically built into a lot of... uh, And we, we reveal this very plainly, but built into the text... Uh, codes and hidden wisdom, and so again, uh, you know, if they, if the Jewish mystics and those that uh, were on the team writing the Bible wanted to tell a story, uh, they could have done a better job. But it was really about making everything add up and line up to communicate uh, the hidden wisdom. And so uh, the Kabbalah and the Tree of Life are uh, also a form of this knowledge and teaching. And uh, some of those codes and keys will be revealed also throughout this material. 
and we'll see a common thread, <clears throat> particularly in relationship to the number 33. Um, so basically, the Greek name for Jesus adds up to 888. Some of you may have uh, heard before that the number of God is 888. This is why. And there's other sacred numbers which are revealed uh, as keywords or phrases, other numbers that you might recognize from reading the Bible like 144 or 72 have a correlating phrase, the heart is 72. Um, <clears throat> oh, it's also pretty profound to realize that the Fibonacci sequence carries some of these numbers, and so 144, which is up the line further, is the value of the tree of life. And the next one, the value of the Garden of Eden is 233. This slide appears to be somewhat out of place, but uh, the Great Pyramid is coded with um, number sequences and information as well. So this is pretty profound right here. So the mystery school, which was thriving uh, in Egypt for quite a while, you know, in 600 uh, B.C., we had Pythagoras go to Egypt and go through the mystery schools. Um, there have been many that have done this. Uh, so in uh, 1,200 years later, in 650 A.D., we find that Justinianus made a edict that said if anybody is practicing mathematical divination they will be put to death hey it's okay if they do the science of geometry that's in public interest you know it's okay if they're doing normal mathematics but if you are a soothsayer or you know doing the mystery school key code you're going to get killed wow so Clearly, they didn't want you to have the understanding and the ability to activate your divine consciousness and come online as a self-realized being or a Christ being. Okay, um, so... The basics. Can somebody read this for us? Take it away. I'll take it away. The basics. The Egyptians taught that everything is in divine order, or math. Is that correct? Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. All of creation is expressed in balance and harmony. Everything is made up of electric and magnetic essential properties. The polarities of male and female can be seen everywhere we look. In fact, everything is held together through the equipoise of both as one. Everything is energy, light, and consciously aware. This is why the first part of the Bible emphasizes, let there be light. And so it is. Let there be consciousness. Let there be divine awareness. Actually, there's quite a few things encoded in the first uh, chapter of the Bible. Uh, becomes very uh, exciting to decode in later episodes. 
So the key is within. The message is echoed in many ways down through the ages as the way to wisdom and eternal life. The nature of the universe is a hologram. From the macrocosmic to the microcosmic, every level reflects one another. Patterns demonstrate the existence of intelligence or consciousness. So a lot of this uh, material is about recognizing patterns. And patterns, again, demonstrates intelligence, that it was man-made. Or a hint at the divine intelligence, like Mother Nature's formula, the Fibonacci sequence, which everything in creation unfolds according to. The Merkaba sequence itself is hidden within each of the components that make up the whole. So a basic little simple sequence becomes obvious, and we're going to tap into that in the next couple slides. Harmony and balance. So the blending of the positive and the negative, uh, the simple geometric shapes that tell the story become crystal clear in this way of looking at the universe. Everything always comes back to some degree of simplicity and can be understood by adhering to some basic tenets. The seventh seal has revealed and reinforced these as absolute for science pardon me, for science, oh, in science, truth must be verifiable and repeatable. This is a beneficial rule to follow and apply as much as possible. However, the universe reflects reality in a variety of ways, as we so clearly see. So doing some super simple number numerology on the values of each of the triangles, it reveals the number 27, which is 9. Everything always comes back to 9 as a... Um, a fundamental statement that uh, is proven to be true. So completion, whole, unity, nine, when you bring the two triangles together, the male and the female, they unite as one. We're going to see some other profound examples of that in a couple slides. So we're building up with uh, the basic building blocks here. And again, uh, 369 are also um, inherent in all of this as the, uh, the divine frequency of unity. Uh, it represents spirit. Colors and shapes add up to the white numbers. So inside of the simple um, tetrahedron, there's a mathematical sequence that's derived. Let's look at that a little bit longer. Revealing that 
1 plus 2 equals 3 in this avenue, an angle of above and below. 5 and 4 equal 9 right there in that direction, and 8 and 7 is 15, 6, and so it adds up to the direction of 6. Um, The duality reality. We live in a polarity existence that is ever in balance, and yet everything is in opposition to something else. All of creation, from macrocosm to microcosm, reveals the interaction of positive and negative. A uh, proton particle carries a positive electric charge, while a neutron particle possesses a magnetic quality. These fundamental principles reinforce the existence and are literally in everything. It can be shown there is order in apparent chaos by understanding these simple principles. Okay, we got about 10 minutes left. It's going to pick up and get exciting with the knowledge that when you look at things through the lens of everything is simply electric or magnetic, positive or negative. As you can see here, much like the Pythagoras table of opposites. Did anybody notice that the word masculinity adds up to 11 and femininity adds up to 7, which were the values of those words that we did earlier, dark and light. So dark adds up to 7 and light adds up to 11. It's inherent in the story, encoded in the story, one balance. One is 7, balance is 11. So again, um, it's not a synchronicity that these things happen. It's divine intelligence at work. Because when you look at these perfect opposites of uh, pi and phi, uh, it becomes pretty astonishing to realize what the value of the ratio when you do the numerology uh, on each one of them is. And of course, um, for those that don't know, pi applies to the circumference of circles and phi applies to the length or distance of lines, rectangles and triangles. So they're very much the opposite masculine and feminine values of each other because one is lines and the other is circles and one is uh, produces harmony and balance and the other produces random chaos. And so when you do the numerology on the ratio itself, 1 plus 6 plus 1 plus 8 is 7. 3 plus 1 plus 4 is 8. Remember earlier we said we would talk about the value of 7 and 8. Um, it carries over to a deeper understanding that the human body is in balance between alkaline and acid and that the perfect uh, pH balance is actually what? Anybody? Uh. 
it's around seven point something. So it's actually right between seven and eight. By touching that, it closed it down, and now I need to restart it. Everybody will have to refresh. We actually get a new link each time. Oh, okay. So we're going to get that set up. And uh, it shut it down. Well, that's not very friendly that it keeps going. Um, frankly, that's pretty annoying. And now it's saying... Uh, can't connect. That's happened before. I do it again. It usually goes through. But um, oh, technology. Where is our super bubble when we need it? I know. How this happens? Everyone's cool. We'll get it back up. I'll see if Dominic can send me the new link. He's on top of that, thankfully. And we'll get it going again. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
the two become one. The example of the Bible code, which Plato used in many writings. Spirit equals one, one. We have 15, six. Moving on to the next slide here. Oh, that's great. Revealing the truth. Merkaba. Ba equals soul plus ka. Merk, fire, and light. Or the Merkaba. Seven. Okay. Let's just let's just think for a moment. You know what we just looked at was the two triangles that come together. What what is that? That's no, that's true. That's actually talked about in the Gnostic scriptures as when the two become one, then you enter the kingdom of God. You know, then you come online with your divine consciousness. But what was inherent in the numbers was the idea that triangles, shapes, in other words, and numbers correlated with the words, told the story, have the message delivered the meaning. And so isn't it also profound to see that uh, the top the top of the word is typically uh, like the the soul, the feminine principle, and the bottom of the word is the mind, is like the personality um, of the word. And so you've got the feminine part of this word is seven, which is the feminine quality of seven represents as we saw in the description earlier, seven represents wisdom and spirit. There's some someone rustling on the line uh, that's not muted. Um, someone having a little snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was me. Sorry, I was in my pocket, unmuted. Okay, I'm on the. <laughs> so, isn't it interesting to witness that seven is the feminine part of the word and Eight is the masculine part of the word, and eight also being the masculine number of anybody. What does eight represent, Megan? Um, infinity. Eight is power, authority, management, uh, money. It's very materialistic and and you know, I want to say um, manifest. So, again, as the basic building blocks, we're going to see something very profound happen in understanding that when these come together, when this energy field comes online and goes up around you, the blending and the balance brings a higher level of consciousness. Uh, It's pretty profound, too, to understand that the vowels are considered sacred breath. And when you study uh, language and everything uh, and the spoken word, basically um, the the ancients also in their ceremony practiced um, toning, you know, and oming and opening the 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 throat and releasing the sacred breath to form sound. And so, um, actually, in the Hebrew uh, and and, uh, the other ancient languages, the vowels were considered sacred. Um, 
And so the other consonants, they represent um, letters that are enunciated with a constricted throat, an obstructed throat. So that's pretty interesting to understand. Also, um, when you do numerology on uh, the vowels, that adds up to 15-6. Again, you know, accentuating the um, the Merkaba and the keys to the wisdom. And then the remaining number, or letters rather, and their corresponding numbers add up to 12, which is also a three, but so when you take those values and you bring it together, you get 27. And so 27, as we talked about earlier, um, is the perfect language, the perfect set of um, letters in a language, although English only has 26, but guess what? The numerological value of all those letters and their corresponding numbers add up to 27. So it's inherent within. Would that be considered a, another veil? Yeah. Yep. Three plus six equals nine is uh, obviously those other numbers that we talked about as being the divine.
hello. Is anybody there? Okay, well, we have Central Coastal California. Okay, sorry, you know, the a little annoying today. Um, maybe it's because our frequency is going higher and higher. I don't know, but uh. This has been still recording on the webcast live uh, streaming version, so pardon us for the delay. And uh, it becomes even more astonishing to realize that the word knowledge does the same thing. It's a feminine frequency of seven on top, a masculine frequency of eight on the bottom. Seven plus eight is 15, six. And um, when we look at the word wisdom, it adds up to 11. Again, a master number and the formula knowledge plus love equals wisdom is what's uh, emphasized even in the Gnostic scriptures. Um, And so the value of knowledge adds up to 33 also when you take the larger numbers, take the metanumerological values, you you see the bigger picture. So it's pretty profound that this truth that sets you free is emphasized in every aspect of the story. The Trinity is not about just the son, it's about the, the daughter and the son, and the awareness of the expansion of the story correlates that even Mars and Venus, which represent the male and female energy, also add up to to uh, 33. 
33 in and of itself, representing the date that Christ ascended, representing the date or the time, geological location, date, and time is a formula when you come to look at that the Great Pyramid is sitting uh, near the 33rd parallel, the Giza complex itself is on it, and the um, correlating number codes beneath the words also reveal 111, which shows up as a activation sequence um, in the deeper parts of the material. So laying the foundation and giving you the ammunition of the building block so that we can activate your macabre in greater and greater ways. Um, un unveiling the hidden wisdom that further communicates the way to ascension in the Gnostic scriptures saying number 22, what I was just referring to a couple slides ago, emphasizes the disciples were asking Jesus, you know, what do we need to be? Like little children to get in the kingdom of God? You know, do we like need to be that pure? And basically, Jesus responds, well, no. The formula essentially is when you make the two and two one and make this must be wrong. When you make the two one, okay, and make the inside like the outside, you have the two becoming one, okay, and the outside like the inside, and the above like the below, and you make the male and the female one and the same, so that the male might not be male, nor the female be female. Then you enter the kingdom. So it's a balance of all these things that we've been talking about. And the portrayal of the story as numerology and the correlating number sequences also activate consciousness, trigger dormant DNA. Another Gnostic scripture saying is when you make the two into one, you will become sons of man. And when you say, oh, mountain, go elsewhere, it will go elsewhere. So giving you superpower capability when the two become one uh, is not only a message from the time of Christ, it's found in the Emerald Tablets where Thoth communicates that he was speaking with the Council of Nine and they told him to seek to find the path beyond, not impossible is it to grow, to a consciousness above. For when the two become one, there it is, the key phrase, and one has become all. Though ye, the veil has lifted, and ye are made free on the pathway. Grow thou from form to formless. Free may thou be on the road beyond. The road not bound, rather. So, we also come to learn that the key phrase two becoming one adds up to a number sequence that correlates to a deeper part of the story. Um, it's also pretty amazing to see that uh, 
Jesus told us the formula in this Gnostic scripture when he said that he created a great eon whose name was Ogdos uh, for his own majesty and persistent imperishabilities and the authority each created a great kingdom in the eight. We're also going to learn what's significant about eight and its relationship to the golden gates and also these thrones and temples and firmaments which were created for the majesties uh, will be found in the eighth. Anyway, finally, whoever knows the Son of Man in knowledge and love, let him bring me a sign of the Son of Man that he might depart to the dwelling places with those in the eighth. So right here, Jesus is saying knowledge and love are the key. And in our understanding that's been delivered throughout this, we come to emphasize and understand that the phrase knowledge plus love does in fact equal wisdom and that it carries a super simple understanding of a trinity of numbers, master numbers, 11 plus 22 equals 33, and 33 is divine consciousness, and the activation of this awareness brings you more online with your your oversoul. And so, again, emphasizing, unless you make the left hand like the right hand, and the things above like the things below, and the things in front like the things behind you, you will not realize the kingdom. And thank God it's an easy formula. Knowledge plus love equals wisdom. And then the integrated higher and lower self creates the balance of the male and the female, integrating the past and the future into the present, eternal, now moment. And from that place in the center, we really go online and access our divine consciousness. And in the last slide, we talk about the harmony of the negative and the positive polarities as the energy that extends to all parts of the whole, including all the perceived opposites, and yet all are one. Everything was created first as both male and female, literally made up of both positive and negative are dark and light, inherent in one human being made both male and female. God did this for the balance. We have to have everything in balance in order to access the divine consciousness. So this is the key to understanding the underlying metamechanics or quantum nature of creation. And this awareness of duality becomes the key and the mastery of this wisdom results in the power to wield the language of life as co-creators. And further, those said become masters of light and dark. And that doesn't mean fear what dark means. Dark is the void, it's feminine, it's the principle of love. So be free now. The values of be, free, and now are 777. May you be activated and empowered and go online ever the more so. Blessings. That was it. What was up there when you touched it? I was on the hall.
Oh, I'm terminating it now.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.